Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. For our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, it's tuning in to our online affiliates around the world. We're glad you all could join us as well. I'm excited to welcome our next guest because the book we're going to be discussing kind of takes two of her personal passions into consideration as well. We're excited to welcome to our broadcast today Sarah Madeline Neer. She's the co-author with Raymond White, Jr. of the book, the jockey and her horse inspired by the true story of the first black female jockey cheryl white we're going to talk to cheryl not about her own love of storytelling and also being able to share stories like cheryl's but also of course her love of horses as well what that was like for her to be able to share in this book and what she hopes readers of all ages are able to take away from cheryl and the journey that she was on as well sarah thank you again for the time really appreciate it sure thank you for having me this is really exciting, and as I mentioned, this is something that is near and dear to you in, in, in a couple of ways, of course, being able, of course, to share stories that are inspiring like Cheryl's, but also, of course, her journey with her horse as well, you're being a horse lover as well. Talk to us about that experience, Sarah. What has it been like for you to not only to help people like myself discover Cheryl White, but also the, the history she's been able to make? Yeah, I have to step a little back. I am a certified horse crazy but I'm actually a staff reporter for the New York Times and I'm an investigative reporter and that's my day job. And I never really came out as a horse girl because I worried people wouldn't take me seriously if I revealed that so much of my heart and soul was wrapped up in fluffy ponies. And it turns out that horses speak to something larger. Passion speaks to something larger, right? Whatever you're in love with, it really um, speaks to the soul. And so when I started writing books about horses, my first book was called Horse Crazy, the story of a woman and a world in love with an animal. That was a reported look at passion, a reported look at obsession, really through the lens of my own. And that led me onto the journey of discovering what I didn't know about horses. And one of those things was the incredible contribution of black people to American thoroughbred racing. And Cheryl White was the first ever female black jockey in history. She did this amazing feat, Cyrus, when she was 17 years old. And I, certified number one investigative horse girl, had never heard of her. And that really speaks to the level of erasure of black people from the equestrian story, but also, you know, as we've discussed and, and as came to the forefront in 2020, really from the American story in a lot of ways. Yeah. Such a great point, Sarah. And, and, and I think, too, for people who are reading this book, because one of the things that struck me about it, I had never heard of Cheryl White before. So I was mm-hmm. interested in the story, but I love the way that it's written. And it's written in a way that really, as I mentioned in my intro, that readers of all ages can enjoy it, take something away from it, and I think be inspired by it. But I have to ask you, what was it like for you to be able to have Raymond White, Cheryl's brother, uh, with you on this journey as well? So I met Raymond White because I originally wrote about Cheryl White, the first female black jockey, for the New York Times, where I'm a reporter. And I was one of those amazing crossroads of my passion for horses and my passion for investigative journalism, uh, where they aligned. And I wrote a story on her, and Raymond and I, her brother, met at Thistledown Racetrack in Ohio, which is where Cheryl 
ran her first ever race in 1971. And we got on like a house on fire. And that really speaks to people who have a shared passion, you know, ours with horses. And it was very important to include Raymond as a co-author in this story because I'm a, a white woman from New York City. And I don't think that my voice alone to tell this story about a pioneering black woman and having Raymond as my collaborator and co-author made sure that we spoke to an authentic voice and that we told Cheryl's story clearly and fully. Yeah. I, I, I love this, Sarah. One of the things I always do when I'm prepping for a segment, of course, read the book, but also get to know the authors as well. And you have, it's so interesting because you have, as you were sharing, that you had not shared about your own passion forces before. You've shared a lot about yourself over the past few years. I noticed when I was prepping for this segment that, you know, one of the quotes that was attributed to you was, on two legs I was a victim, given four more I felt invincible. And you talk about your own journey and, of course, the, the role of horses in your life. So what was it like for you to feel that connection with Cheryl in that way? How how powerful she felt when it came with came to life with horses. Yes, and I really applaud your due diligence. I've been on a lot of radio programs, and not everybody does the homework. So a credit to you and what you uh, deliver to listeners, Cyrus. But I have had many personal struggles. I was the victim of a home invasion, uh, among other things. And horses really helped me find myself again. Uh, They are quiet prey creatures, and they are built on one principle, which is find safety. And so with horses, I had to be their safety. I had to be their strength, and that helped me find my own. And in many ways, when Cheryl, in 1971, was making this pioneering bid to be the first black jockey, you know, she was 17 years old. Women had to sue Cyrus for the right to ride. They did so in 1968 and were successful uh, for the right to be jockeys. But that was a group of white women, and there had never been a black girl who tried this. Um, So, you know, she was up against a lot, and she was incredibly strong. She found strength in these animals and in herself. And one thing I say in Horse Crazy, my first book, which is horses are deeply democratic. They don't care what you look like. They don't care how much money you have in your pocket. They care that you're a safe place to be. And that's what horses were for Cheryl and vice versa. And as you point out, she wasn't just up against discrimination from the public. She was up against it from her own father. You know, Raymond White Sr. was a legacy black jockey, one of the few who managed to persevere in the sport. Uh, Many were Jim Crowed out of it in the 1930s. And Gal Should Ride. Um, But by the end, she convinced her with his skill. And there's a great quote in uh, one of the articles at the time, I think in the Columbus Dispatch or something like that. He says, my gal is the best boy out there. You know, she's the best mm-hmm. jockey out there, no matter what she looks like uh, or what her gender is. And, and he came around. Yeah. yeah, I love the fact that one of the things that's so funny that you mentioned that because one of the things I was going to share from the book, uh, Sarah, that, that that you guys have included is her interview that she was doing with the Associated Press, where Cheryl says uh, male jockeys may have strength, but some horses might ride better with the tender hands of a girl. In that in that same chapter, though, there was another point, though, and I was curious about the connection you may have felt with Cheryl here, and that is about even after all of that, even after saying that and being out there, that she still had, as you write in the book, her own words to herself, do I belong here? That sense of belonging, mm-hmm. when I got to that point of the book, Sarah, I have to be honest, I, I think a lot of people will even forget about 
the horse at this point, they would just think about the world and how big the world can mm-hmm. seem and trying mm-hmm. to find their place. What was that like for you to have that connection with Cheryl there and wondering whether we're talking about anyone in their profession, male or female, or a place where people may not feel like they belong, kind of questioning and asking themselves, do I belong here? Well, you have it exactly right, Cyrus, because we didn't write this book to inspire kids to become jockeys. You know, Raymond White, her brother, likes to say this. We wrote it to inspire them to become anything. Just because you don't see yourself in a place in the world doesn't mean there's not a place for you. We want them to know they can become astronauts, doctors, and nurses, and what have you, um, and, and carve a path. That's what Cheryl did. Nobody looked like Cheryl in the world she wanted so badly to enter. And you point out that uh, quote in the story. So being a news reporter, it's hard for me to write fiction. And this book is a blend of fact and fiction. We use some storytelling devices to really get across the wider history. But as a reporter, I love facts. So every detail in the book, every sentence almost, is a reported fact. So that's an actual quote that Cheryl gave at age 17 in 1971 to a newspaper. My interview uh, with her best friend, Erlene Hill, became the words in Erlene Hill's voice, the character Erlene's voice, um, where she tells Cheryl, you know, you have to love yourself before yeah. you can do anything. And that's a real interview. So it's, it's a reported work of fiction, if that makes sense. <laughs> Oh, definitely, definitely. And I think that, again, is also what makes it um, something that is enjoyable but also inspiring, as I mentioned earlier. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome journalist and author Sarah Madeline near to our broadcast. She, along with Raymond White Jr., have given us the book The Jockey and Her Horse, inspired by the true story of the first black female jockey, Cheryl White. You mentioned something earlier as we were talking about horses and uh, and, and horses, uh, you know, and, and the way that they look at individuals. I love the way that it's written in the book, how because of who Cheryl was, her horse wanted to make sure that she won, was rooting for her. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I wanted to talk about that because I think it goes to life. I think about my life and I think about other individuals out there who may find support in unlikely spaces, right? Uh, even Cheryl's mm-hmm. younger brother was, you know, a cheerleader for her, you know, when it came to her father. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you to kind of include in this book that a lot of times we will, you know, have individuals reading for us that maybe we didn't even expect? Well, I don't think it's anthropomorphizing to say the horse wants Cheryl to win. I, I think that actually can really be true because you develop a partnership with these animals. You know, it's a sum of two parts that are larger than the whole. And a horse can feel, believe it or not, your artery on your interior of your thigh pulsing through the saddle. They can feel your heart rate. They can sense your cortisol levels. This is all scientific study. And they become a member of your herd. And so Cheryl, when she was receiving pushback from humans, it wasn't a big stretch to imagine that her herd wanted her to win and her herd were her horses. In the book, Cyrus, one of the imagined aspects is Cheryl, the real Cheryl was a mass champion. She was actually incredibly gifted. And she was on a show uh, called It's Academic, which was a televised student quiz show. Our fictional version, she goes to Senegal to a math championship. And in it, uh, she learns about the erased legacy of black people in equestrian sport. And this is true, Cyrus, that thoroughbred racing was entirely built on enslaved 
human labor. Uh, people went to West Africa to purchase people for their equestrian skill because of the deep, rich legacy of West African equestrianism. Um, and Cheryl didn't know that. She was separated from that history. So when she goes on that journey, and I'll get back to the horse, I promise, uh, I want the reader to go with her. But there in Senegal, she meets a horse who sees her just as what she is, a passionate, committed member of his herd. And she's not black. She's not white. She's not a girl, not a boy. She's just like him, and he loves her. Yeah, love that, love that. I want to talk about love for a second, um, because, Sarah, I think this is an interesting part of the story, too. And I I could kind of relate to or, or it connect at least with Raymond White, the father, um, in in the book, in that when I mentioned the course about Cheryl's younger brother kind of standing up for her, and really it was it was a misunderstanding of of, of Raymond and the way he showed love, right? I want to read a bit of this for our audience, and and then we talk about it because I think this goes to a lot about how a lot of times we don't know how to show love and how even though we may have the best of intentions, it can be misinterpreted. But I love the way that this is 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 written, and then we can discuss it for our audience. You write this. All this time, Raymond had known Cheryl was truly great. He had been tough on her in the same way as he was strong and disciplined with his racehorses, pushing them to their potential but never past it. He had kept her from riding his star horses so she would understand that her wins were earned not by the thoroughbred she was riding, but by her. I, I love that because... Of course, it's not the way it was interpreted, right? <laughs> Especially mm-hmm. when, when when Drew was given the opportunity to be able to ride, and he said that great line that you have in in the book that he should be written by the best jockey, and the best jockey is Cheryl. Talk to us about that mm-hmm. dynamic and what that was like for you to share. And I'm curious about the conversations with Raymond White Jr. about their father in that. Sure. So Raymond White Jr. and I had a really interesting collaborative process it was almost like interviewing a source for my news articles, but over many months and many weeks. And we would sit down and tease out who was Cheryl, who was his mother, Doris Jean Gorski, who also uh, was a racehorse uh, owner, and who was his father, Raymond White Sr. And in some ways, he learned about them, too, as he told these stories. You know, Doris Jean was in love with tech. She had the first microwave on the block. You know, she had the first... Uh, electric massage chair, you know, so here's a woman quietly working at a ball jar factory, but who actually is an innovator or on the edge of innovation and pushing for her daughter. And his father, Raymond, was a respected horse trainer who even, believe it or not, trained horses for Al Capone, according to family lore. Um, And yet he had to get over his own biases to help his daughter to the career path that she so desperately wanted. And it was fascinating to be introduced to this family. You know, Cheryl passed away in 2019. I never got to meet her. But through conversations with her brother, my co-author, I felt like I knew her really deeply. And so we put together these portraits of a family um, showing love in many different ways um, and, and fighting and reaching towards their goal in different ways through those deep conversations. Love that, love that. So what was your hope? Well, let me ask this question, Sarah. Did Was this the book that you intended to write, or did you find that it, in the conversations, in the research, in the, in the bringing it all together, that it became something else? 
It was really the book I wanted to write. I, I should tell you a little bit about my personal history, which I discuss in Horse Crazy, my first nonfiction book. I'm the daughter of a Holocaust survivor, uh, Dr. Yehuda Nir, and I was always looking for my place in this elite equestrian world as the daughter of an immigrant and a Jewish person. And one of the things that really drew me to the story of black equestrians, I worked for a black cowboy um, from New York City uh, who had actually a farm in Harlem, in the middle of the Harlem River, and he was the founder of the New York City Black Rodeo. And Dr. Blair is his name, Dr. George Blair, still around, 98, still running the, uh, the farm, believe it or not, a legend. And he taught me about the erased story of black cowboys. Cyrus, one in four cowboys in the pioneer era were black, and you don't see them under silver screen Stetsons. You know, they're not in the American iconography of that era. But the West was integrated, and the story that we tell ourselves that's our origin story even me, the daughter of an immigrant, the West feels like my birthright too, is uh, not true. And in that erasure of black people from the American story, I saw a real parallel to my own family's near literal erasure from this planet uh, by the Germans. And it feels like a calling and a cause to add people back to the narrative where they belong and to do so collaboratively with um, Raymond White was really a gift. And so, Cyrus, the idea to write stories that make the world a better place using horses was a job I made up for myself when I was 11 years old. <laughs> and I do it. And now I get to yeah. do it. And it's, it's a privilege. Wow. Such a great thing. And such, such a great book, Sarah. And I'm so glad we had a chance to discuss it. And ironically... For those who are joining us live, it is also National Author Day, so it's a perfect opportunity for you to head over to Amazon and get the other book by Sarah that she's been mentioning here, Horse Crazy as well. But the book we're discussing today is The Jockey and Her Horse, inspired by the true story of the first black female jockey, Cheryl White. Of course, Sarah Madelineer has been our guest, co-written by uh, Cheryl's brother, Raymond White Jr. It is available through Amazon or through your favorite local bookstore if they don't have it. I know they'll be more than happy to order it for you. Sarah, really appreciate you stopping by. How can our audience stay connected with you? Well, thank you. So the book is the second book in a series called Once Upon a Horse. The first book is about a girl named Sarah and her horse trendsetter, and Sarah wants to be a writer, and she has a learning disability, and spoiler alert, she's me. It's my story. <laughs> and the third book will come out next year called The Star Horse. And you can follow me on Instagram at Once Upon a Horse. That's the account, Once Upon a Horse, one word. Um, you can also follow the Cheryl White Project, which is the White family's work on trying to create the next Cheryl White and give opportunities to future young female black jockeys. All right. Well, Sarah, I really appreciate this. Congratulations again, and looking forward to a next chat together. Thank you so much. A pleasure to be on your show. All right. Thank you. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care. <laughs>